This is episode 277, Getting Over an Ex and Calling in Love with Leah. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the last show of 2020. Thank you to all of you who are new to the show this year. And of course, thank you to all of you who've listened to the show for the past six years that it's been on. I so appreciate my extremely loyal listeners. And of course, welcome all my new listeners to the show and hope you will be loyal listeners as well. If you are fairly new, I recommend you go on iTunes and binge, scroll back, go back as far as you can and look at the episode titles or just use your intuition because oftentimes the title, you know, there's only so much I can say in a title. And you may be like, oh, I don't know why that title's resonating with me. But then you listen to the show and you're like, oh, now I know why. So if you have a long drive or maybe you just have a day where you want to devote to personal growth, go on a binge and see what you learn. And I also hope you took advantage of the New Year's ritual that I released on the Coach's Corner episodes. So this past Saturday, I released the one for calling in 2021 and gave you a guided visualization and meditation. And then the week before, I took you through a ritual to let go of 2020. And it's never too late to do these rituals. If you're listening to this show, not around the new year, that is totally fine. Also, I have a bit of a holiday gift for you. Many of you joined Steph and I for our free guided breathwork and meditation sessions that we started doing right when COVID and the lockdown began. And we don't host the free ones as much anymore. What we decided to do was actually create a series for you where you could have breathwork and meditation tracks to do anytime. So we have eight breathwork and eight meditation tracks that are prescriptive. So we took all the breathwork and meditation free courses we did and looked at the themes and created breathwork and meditation combinations to help you address those themes, such as releasing anxiety, letting go of anger, releasing loneliness, feeling calm, shifting your emotional state, really stepping into creativity and expansiveness. And you can learn more about this breathwork and meditation series that we did for you at christinehassler.com slash breathwork. And until January 13th, get $30 off your purchase when you enter the code HOLIDAY in all caps. So again, go to christinehassler.com slash breathwork, enter the promo code HOLIDAY in all caps, and you get $30 off. These downloads are yours forever. What's also great is you can choose to listen to the breathwork session with music or without, and then you can listen to the meditation sessions right after the breathwork, or you can listen to them independently. And every time you do a breathwork and meditation session, even if you're doing the same track, you'll have a different experience. Steph leads you through the breath work, then I guide you through the meditation and visualization. We've had some people test these out. They really, really love them. And I think you're really going to love it as well. It's a great gift for yourself as you step into the new year, especially if you want to incorporate more breath work and guided visualization into your practice as you move into 2021. Now on the episode today, we have Leah calling in who 
is still getting over a breakup that happened two years ago and is really starting to feel a little hopeless about the marriage and family she wants to call in. This show is great for anybody who isn't where they want to be in life because this is a great example of what happens when we stay in the victim perpetrator pattern. And I'm going to break that down more after the show. So make sure you listen. So even if you don't resonate with going through a breakup right now or looking for love, you're going to get a lot from this episode. Now, if you do resonate with looking for love, you may know that we are close to ending enrollment for our Be the Queen program that begins January 24th with a special bonus call January 14th if you sign up ASAP. And this is the three-month program Steph and I teach together. We teach it live. It is not a bunch of pre-recorded videos. I know a lot of people have trouble with online courses when you have to go at your own pace. These are scheduled teaching sessions that you show up for. So if you've ever showed up for a class before, you can show up for this or for work or anything like that. You show up at your computer, we teach you live. Yes, there is some homework and some supplemental education that we give you that you do on your own, but I think that you'll really enjoy the pace of the course because it's not a self-led course. We really lead you through it. And we've had great results with people who've come through the program. In our last survey, over 50% of the women in both the two programs we've done so far are either in a relationship with their person, they, they found him, he found her, or they're really happily dating. And almost 100% of graduates from the program said they're at least in a better relationship with themselves and feel more hopeful about their love life. So if you want to join us for this next round, and P.S., we are only doing one Be the Queen per year. One Be the Queen per year. We did two last year, but we're only doing one this year. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll just wait till later in the year, we're going to have to wait to 2022. <laughs> so I highly suggest if this is the year that you really want to call in Epic Love and call in your partner, join us. Again, christinehasler.com slash be the queen. Now, as you're listening to my call with Leah, I want you to consider, do you have something in your life, maybe a breakup or something else that happened in your past that you just can't seem to get over and you're really stuck in regret? Do you go back and beat yourself up for certain choices you made in the past that you have no control over changing now? Do you find yourself really craving a family or at the very least a partner? And mostly that's because you didn't have a loving family, parents who were really there for you. And so you're wanting to create that for yourself in this adult life. And finally, do you have some anger at someone or maybe several people that it's time to let go of? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Leah. And as we walk into 2021, how about we walk with some very comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags from Rothy's, right? Let's walk into 2021 with style. I know a lot of us in 2020 were home a lot and really didn't put on clothes or shoes or need bags too often. But I really, really think come spring 2021, we're going to be getting out there in life. And so why not look great and feel great? Maybe the one person you didn't buy a holiday gift for was yourself. And why not buy yourself some incredible, stylish, sustainable shoes and bags that are carefully crafted with eco-friendly materials like repurposed plastic, water bottles, and marine plastic. 
Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break-in period thanks to their seamlessly knit-to-shape design. With many styles to choose from, Rothy's are the perfect way to step into the new year. And as I've said before, these are one of my favorite shoe brands because they're comfortable. I was not born with the best feet in terms of I tend to have a lot of pain in my feet. I do not do well with heels. Comfortable shoes are everything to me. And Rothy's really lives up to its promise of being comfortable and stylish. And I love the sustainability aspect as well. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Vogue calls Rothy's a personal obsession. They're fully machine washable. Every time you need a refresh, you can simply toss them into the washing machine. And Rothy's comes with free shipping and free returns on eligible items so you can gift for yourself or others without worry. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks over at rothys.com slash over, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash over. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash over today. And now on to my coaching session with Leah. Leah, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thanks, Christine. So I wanted to talk to you about some things that I would like to create in my life. For a while now, like about 10 years, I've been wanting to get married and have a family, but I haven't been able to like manifest a healthy long-term relationship. I had a bad breakup a couple of years that I think traumatized me a lot. Mm. Um, oh and God. also don't have a mm-hmm. very close relationship with my parents. I know you talk about parents a lot in your coaching sessions so I, I know that there's like a lot going on and I just want to be able to get rid of any blocks. Well, hold on, hold on. Just take a breath and allow the tears to come because sometimes we talk over our emotions and I just really want to give you a safe space to feel the tears because that's part of healing. That's part of releasing the block. I feel like I've cried so much though. Yeah, I know, but you've never cried with me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And grief has layers. And just see if you can hold this beautiful space of compassion for yourself that I'm holding for you. And we never know how much is enough when it comes to grieving and tears. So it's best just to have... So, so, so much compassion for herself. Yeah. So that's sadness. You know, I'm sad because, just complete that sentence. I'm sad because. I'm sad because I've really tried very hard to heal myself and work on myself and become like a better person and to learn about relationships and go on dates, um, lots of dates. I've really tried so hard and it's very disappointing. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with you. You don't really need to heal yourself or work on yourself to get love. Healing ourselves and working on ourselves is all the purpose of our lives. That's why we're here. But it sounds like there's just a real deep belief that something's wrong with you. So why don't you tell me as much as you're comfortable with, and it doesn't have to be a lot, just sort of give me an overview of your, your childhood, you said that was difficult. And then a little bit of why the breakup was difficult, just so I can maybe help you yeah. start to release some of this. 
You know, at the time of my childhood, I didn't think it was that difficult. My parents got divorced when I was really young and my dad is was more like a kind of selfish, like a childish kind of selfish Peter Pan, I guess, type of man who didn't really like working and stuff like that. And my mom, we just were never really close. She didn't, she never like cultivated her womanness, her womanhoodness. And I, you know, with this year being so tough, I stopped talking to her. And my dad, I had decided to stop talking to a few years ago. I just feel like they, they were very neglectful. They didn't protect me. And I just, I never felt like connected to them really. And what do you mean by your mom never really stepped into her womanliness? Our personalities like are like oil and water. Like she's very, she almost feels like she doesn't have like a personhood of her own. And she's just like always scared of everybody and always uh, asking permission for everything. And it's just, it's, she acts like the child. She acts like I have to like do everything for her. She's not like able to do things. And it's very resentful for me. Mm-hmm. So you never really got a mother. You kind of had to no, be the mother. Or a, or a female role model. Right. Right. And ex-boyfriend? He, um, he told me he was getting a divorce and then he went back to his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of betrayal there. Mm-hmm. How long were you with him? It was only like six months on and off, but it was a very intense relationship for me. And I tend to go long periods of time without meeting anybody I like. So it was important. You know, it wasn't like a nothing relationship to me. What felt intense about it? Well, he told me that I was his dream girl. He's not going to mess up his opportunity with me. He said that he, I've been his dream girl for seven years before that because he saw me seven years before and always like wanted to be with me. And then when he finally got to, when I finally did meet him, he, he said, he's not going to mess it up. He's going to make sure that he doesn't mess up his opportunity and that we were going to have kids and get married. And I believed him. What really attracted you to him? For me, like we got along really well. I I had never felt like that comfortable with a previous boyfriend before. There was always like arguments or like I wasn't super attracted to them or didn't feel like I was exactly what they wanted. And there was always like something missing before. And I just felt, thought that this was the the one he told he told me everything that I always wanted to hear. Mm. Mm. There's just one problem. He was still yeah. married. Yeah. Well, he moved out and filed for divorce and they have a kid. Mm-hmm. He's not, in, he tell me he's not in love with her. He only married her because she got pregnant. They have a horrible relationship. He's miserable. So he, in general, he's not a good person. Like mm-hmm. I understand that. It just well, hurts. I feel so like hurt and used and I just, I'm mad that that happened. Cause I yeah. feel like I would have been better off if I just hadn't met him. Yeah. You know, I maybe you. I would have had a better chance of meeting somebody and I want to have kids and I'm in my early forties now. And it's very stressful to think yes. I wasted a lot of time on being upset about this. Yeah. How long ago was it? 
It was a couple years ago. Okay. That's not so much time. So let's really look at what do you think the lesson in that was for you? Because really when we're removing so-called blocks, we're not really necessarily removing blocks. We're really healing unresolved stuff. That's all it is. So what do you think the lesson in that was, was with him? Why do you um, think you drew this in? Why do you think this needed to happen? Because I would love to help you get, let go of the regret. You know, regret is taking information we know now and going back into the past and beating ourselves up for information we didn't have then. Yeah. So why I mean, do you think you needed this? Well, I mean, I was going to say one of the lessons is to like not trust people. I don't, and I know that's not what you're, that's not the way you mean the question, you know, I guess like, because it was so horrible, like I still survived is a, is a good thing. Yeah. What do you think the predominant feeling? Well, survival and thinking that we were strong is never the lesson. So me, I'm going to see if I can get to this a different way. Yeah. What do you think the predominant feeling you felt as a child was? The predominant, you know, quote unquote negative feeling? Probably like neglect or unimportance. Right. With my dad, it was probably like unimportance. With my mom, it was probably like she's not able to like take care of me. Right. So he's kind of a blend of both, right? All of a sudden he made you feel important. He made you feel seen. He was telling you all the things that you wanted to hear. And there is an element of feeling even more important if we think, you know, we're going to get somebody out of a bad relationship and we're like the relief from that terrible relationship. It does hit the ego on a special level. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. The first part that I said? Yeah. And then the not being able to give you what you need. I mean, that part should be pretty obvious, right? Yeah. So the healing opportunity from my point of view, my love, is you really get to not take this one personally and not think that you did anything wrong or you were wrong or anything like that. This is really a lesson from my perspective in worthiness and deservingness. Yeah. And a more healed version of you, if this situation would come around again, would say, when your divorce papers are signed, call me. And if I'm available, I we know, can I wish meet. I would have said that. Well, but, but you couldn't. You couldn't because the wounded part that so wanted to feel special and so was hearing the things that she never heard from another man or dad was having those things told to you. So it was like you were hypnotized by them. When we hear the things or start to feel the things that are so tied to our childhood wounding, it's impossible to not kind of be in a trance. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it was everything I always dreamed of hearing. Right. 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 And I feel like he did, he, he used my dreams against me. Okay. So notice that this is where you kind of go into victim and I'm not defending him, but if you stay in that victim spot, you'll stay in the victim spot and you'll continue yeah. to feel victimized by this whole situation. I don't feel he was a bad person. I feel he was a hurt and confused person. 
And I don't think he did this to you because he's evil or wanted to hurt you. My sense is he had childhood issues that made him very confused as well. And his own guilt and shame prevented him from moving forward with the divorce. And, you know, you two had, I like to call them soul contracts to come together and learn things. And this is where, you know, all of us have a time in our life where we get to choose who we give power to. And, you know, as kids, we get a lot of power to mom and dad. And as adults, we tend to give a lot of power to relationships or bosses or things like that. And can you see how much power you're giving him? Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? I would like to just like be healed of this and and be a normal person and be able to just move on and meet someone else and and have a happy relationship. Right. First of all, you're not abnormal (laughs) and you're not broken and you're also not damaged. That's the other thing I really want to say to you is you're not damaged. If I were in your shoes, I would be doing a lot of temper tantrum technique. I'd be doing a lot of release writing. I've been doing a lot of the empty chair process. I'd consider doing Be the Queen with us because we cover so many of these things and really get to the deservingness and the worthiness. And what I think is sort of most uh, getting in your way right now is you're being so mean to yourself. I'm broken. I'm unhealed. Why did I do this? I'm in my 40s. I messed things up. I have a block. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just have what I want? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I'm really mad that this, like, I'm mad that this happened. I'm mad that I allowed this to happen. Great. So that's where you take it to anger work. You beat and scream at a pillow. You don't direct the anger at yourself, though. You can say, I'm frustrated with myself. I'm frustrated I can't get out of this. And again, I want to say to you, it's not that you, quote unquote, allowed this to happen. The wounding and the lessons you needed to learn had to have this happen. It had to happen because, well, let me ask you, before you met him, what was going on in your life? How were you doing? I mean, I think I was doing okay. I still was, you know, having this same trouble of not finding the relationship that I wanted to be in. I thought I was doing better mentally before. How so? Because it's just, I feel like I I had to put so much work to like get back to normal after this happened, you know, and and part of me wishes it never happened because maybe I would have been able to use that time to meet somebody else. So let's go back to what you were like before this happened. Do you really feel like you were standing in your worthiness, standing in your deservingness, really attracting good men into your life and feeling so confident and so in love with yourself? No, I don't feel like that was what was going on before. Okay, great. So maybe this needed to happen to deal with the issues around worthiness and deservingness to have them really just thrown in your face so that you can deal with them, heal them, and then really be open to the man who is your person. Maybe this accelerated that. You know, that's what these hard relationships do is they accelerate 
what we need to learn. They accelerate, like, here are the issues. Here's what you need to do, deal with Leah, like right here. And the whole purpose of it, the, the really, really hard ones are to move us faster. So consider if your soul really wants a relationship and a family and all of those things, do you think it wants to take the fast route or the slow route? As fast as possible, please. <laughs> exactly. So he, from my perspective, is the, the, the fast lane. What slowed you down is you keep wishing it wouldn't have happened. You keep regretting it. You keep beating yourself up or being mad at him. Instead of going, I'm so grateful this happened, even though it hurt and even though it sucked, this is speeding me up. And it's showing me how much I, I have this need to be acknowledged and to feel special. Okay, how do I make myself feel that? And also how I have a little bit of an unresolved wound from mom never being able to give me what I need. Okay, how do I give myself what I need? So the two things he's really teaching you is one, really stand in your deservingness. Let yourself be the one that makes you feel special. No one else can put you on a pedestal. And second, really, 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 really give yourself what you need. So you will not be needy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So how are you feeling as I'm saying all this? I feel a little sad because I wish that I would have learned those things from my parents because, you know, they didn't teach me how to live life that way. And that's how I got into this in the first place. So what spot are you in right now? What archetype are you in right now? What energetic are you in right now? I feel a little bit victim. Yes. 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 And that's natural. When we're hurt, sometimes we go into that. So zero judgment for me. I just want to point it out to you because you keep saying you want to move forward. And if you're in the victim archetype, you'll just go back. You'll just go back. So you can be mad. Take that to the pillow. Take that to anger work. Write them some fuck you letters that you never mail. Like get the anger out. But because when we get the anger out, eventually we get to forgiveness and we don't have to be in victim. So I'm not telling you not to have your feelings. I'm saying don't use your feelings to throw you into victim. Use them, process them, leverage them so you feel empowered, not like a victim. And on on a soul level, we choose our parents for what we need to learn. So for whatever reason in this lifetime, you need to learn this. That's what you signed up for. And learning this will be such an incredible gift that you bring into your relationship. How does it feel to hear that? That sounds wonderful. I definitely want that. Yeah. Yeah. So see if you can just take a deep breath and really move into a place of empowerment and look back on your life, everything from childhood to this last relationship and tell me kind of from a soul lesson from an empower from a soul lesson place and from an empowered place you know what lessons you're here to learn in this lifetime what do you think your soul's really seeking to learn i think personal power is important to me i know that i need to work on worthiness and trusting myself mhm mhm what else why do you think you chose the parents you did oh well definitely taught me like independence and (laughs) self-reliance a little Mm -hmm. too much. But what else? 
more faith in God, you know, instead of people? No, no. <laughs> it's really about worthiness, deservingness, and really meeting your own needs, not outsourcing your needs to somebody else. Because, yes, we have to have our faith in God, but it's also healthy to have faith in people. You don't want to start to believe that you can't trust people. The only only person, it's not really a person, but the only thing you can trust is God. Yeah. You want to still believe that people are safe and people are trustworthy. So from, have you ever done any therapy or work or anything? Yeah, I've, I've, I've tried lots of different things. And what's really worked? What's given you some relief? I like being in communities. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? In like trainings where you kind of become like a family. Okay, that makes sense because you didn't really have that. So that makes sense. Have you ever worked one-on-one with a professional, somebody kind of strong who can you know, kind of like I am, like have compassion, but call you forward and kind of pull you out of some of these habits of going into victim or self-beat. Yeah. Yeah. I have. I just have a hard time doing it, like making it stick, I guess. Well, that's where the consistency comes in. You know, if you really want to accelerate, that's where the consistency of being in a program or having a coach. Because what I'm noticing, Leah, is that you kind of like move a little bit and then you go back into victim, which reveals to me there's just a little girl in there who still has a lot of hurt with mom and dad, which makes sense. You had kind of two neglectful parents. So it it makes sense. And you're wanting a relationship and a family so bad because you didn't have that. But that's never the answer. (laughs) The answer is really doing the healing work inside, which you're completely capable of doing. I can tell you've done a lot of work and you've come really, really far, but can you kind of see the habit of going into hopeless, helpless? Yeah, for sure. That's what I, I don't want that. Yeah. So what to do when you notice yourself going in there, one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, just saying something to yourself, like I'm human, I'm healing, I'm growing. Anything that's, well, let me, instead of me putting the words in your mouth, what would be something reassuring you could say to yourself in those moments when you go into helpless, hopeless, that you think might pull you out of the victim piece a little bit? Um, maybe something like it's going to, it's going to be okay. What else? I'm safe. What else? Something about like the future is going to be better. Yeah. Well, how about instead of that? Because all that does is reinforces how shitty things are now. How about <laughs> how about my present and my future is great? Or I'm happy in yeah. my present and my future. Something yeah. that that because again, when we attract from a place of lack, it never gets us where we want to go. And if you're in this place of thinking a husband and a family is gonna make all this go away, it, it just doesn't work that way. We've got to do the healing work inside and then we can attract the more healthy things. 
And you saw that with what you attracted with this last guy. You wanted so bad for him to be it and for you to have the family and for you to have the marriage. But because you were still in that place of not quite yet really getting to that healing place inside where you're this amazing father and mother to yourself and you believe in your worth and you believe in your deservingness and you do meet your own needs. That's the thing is like really meeting your own needs because you hadn't quite gotten there quite yet. You attracted this incredible catalyst relationship to help wake you up and go, Hey Leah, this is, this is what you need to deal with. You need to look at how to meet your own needs and really stand in your worthiness and deserving. So it was a blessing. I know it hurt. I know it sucked. I know it was awful on so many levels, but it's acceler. It's the fast lane to where you want to get to. I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, what happens inside? It makes me, you know, thankful in a way. I do think a lot of good realizations or learning can came from it. I can definitely see that. I'm glad that like in the end, I'm, I'm glad that I learned a lot, um, through it instead of staying in the same place that I was before I could see the benefit of that. Right. What would be the benefit? It opened my eyes, uh, to being more discerning. Mm-hmm. And also not be so hypnotized by someone telling you you're the most amazing thing ever by really knowing that and feeling that inside of you so that your, your void doesn't blind you to things, potential red flags. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really beautiful thing that happened. It's accelerating you and people meet their love and have families at all different ages. Try to get that timeline off the clock because What's more important is our soul timeline and our soul evolution. And your soul knows what she's doing in this. But the more you kind of go in that victim archetype, which is a place we go to because especially if we're really, really hard on ourselves, the only time we kind of give ourselves a break is when we go into victim. So it's tempting to go there because most of the other time you're just being really critical on yourself. And then you slip into that and it's like you get a break from the criticism, but then you're in victim. Does that make sense what I just said? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So the work is really staying in the compassion, using the emotions in a therapeutic way, getting them out rather than driving you into victim and really standing in that worthiness and deservingness and meeting, learning to meet your own needs. And this is a great time to get into a program or work with somebody that can help you through this. Because although that community aspect is great, you know, having, you know, leaders in that or someone that can work with you one-on-one to make sure, you know, you are moving at the pace you need to move. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. How do you feel now? Um, no, I feel, I feel good. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I talked to you about it because it, it definitely like organizes my thoughts a little bit more. Yeah. And helps remind me that I don't want to stay in, in the victim. Yeah. And I, and I can't, it's, I don't have to. Exactly. You, know? you don't. Yeah. You don't. So listen to this episode when it goes up, because you'll probably okay. hear things that you didn't hear <laughs> when we talked. Yeah. 
every time you want to go into, why did I in that relationship and my ex and I shouldn't have, and I should have known better. Just remind yourself that was the fast lane. It was a means to an end. It showed me what I needed to look at because to really bring in a healthy marriage, you, you want to resolve this not enoughness and the neediness. You want to get that handled. Yeah. So this is just, it's like, oh, universe heard your desire, really want to have an epic marriage and family. Let's speed it up. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, I hope it feels true. No, it, it does. I know, I know that's true that yeah. we're here to get lessons and grow. Yeah. 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 All in divine timing, but we can speed it up a little if we're willing to really leverage those fast lane opportunities. Yeah. It was definitely a big opportunity to learn and yeah. grow. And every time you go into victim, it's like you're on the fast lane and then you pull off and get back in traffic. So I want right. you to like keep on that fast lane by just leveraging this learning, growing, healing, and you're not broken. Yeah. Just because we have unresolved stuff and owies doesn't mean we're broken. It doesn't mean we need to be healed. It's just certain things need to be healed. If I cut my finger, my whole body doesn't need healing. Just that cut does. Right. This is just a piece. This is just a cut. It's not all of you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Does this help a little? Yes, it is. Thank you, Christine. How do you feel now? I feel, I feel more hopeful. Um, hopeful. I feel like less like there's something, you know, wrong. I feel like this is, you know, positive in the end, this will be positive for me. It's positive already. Yeah. 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 And you can also trust people and yourself. Yeah. Thank you so much to Leah for your vulnerability. And I really acknowledge the way you were able to hear me and eventually shift and, and move out of some of the, the stuckness that you were experiencing. So let's talk about this call a little bit. When we first started, I really met Leah at her place of grief and sadness. A lot of emotion came up when we first started talking. And it's important when emotion comes up not to talk over it because then we just tend to loop with the story. So when you have big emotion come up, let yourself have the cry and see where the emotion takes you because when we talk with the emotion, we end up looping in our story. And I'll, I'll loop back to that in a moment. So Leah said very early on that she wanted to become a better person, heal herself. She used language throughout the show, like, I just want to be a normal person. So what this really, really revealed is the amount of self-criticism and low self-worth that Leah has. And I didn't talk about this too much in the episode. I talked about the victim pattern, but what's really happening with Leah is she's moving between the victim and perpetrator pattern. So the perpetrator is the one that causes harm, right? And so she's causing harm to herself by all her judgments and all her shoulda, coulda, wouldas and all her regrets. And so she's punishing, punishing, punishing herself. And then that gets to be too much. And so she goes into this victim role and she was kind of stuck in that place. And another reason she was in this victim role is because when you're in the perpetrator role for so long, you got to bounce to the victim role to at least get some compassion for yourself, but neither one of those places are going to get her to where she wants to go. And 
she feels really lost in a lot of ways. She didn't use those words, but that was a sense that I got from her. She's trying and trying and trying and she's in her early forties and she's wondering, where's my person? How can I have children? So on and so forth. And a lot of the, why she's craving that is because she didn't have that growing up. Her parents were divorced. Her dad was selfish, Peter Pan. Her mom, according to her words, never really cultivated her womanliness, or I interpret that as feminine energy. So she wasn't nurturing. And this is a big underlying issue as to why she wants a partner so badly, because again, you all know this from listening to the show, whatever needs weren't met as children, we will go and look for them and other people when we're adults. And the key for Leah and anyone else who really didn't get their needs met as a child and really didn't have that love from a parent is to guess what? Be that loving inner parent to yourself. But she's not in that, which is why she feels so stuck right now and why there aren't necessarily blocks to her healing. Because remember, there are no blocks necessarily to what we want. There's just unresolved issues that we haven't healed. If you want to call those blocks, you can, but blocks to me seem like barriers or barricades. I'd rather look at, all right, there's some unresolved issues I need to look at in order to clear the path for what's truly in alignment with me and what's truly healthy. And what she hadn't yet cleared was this unmet need of meeting her own needs. She's really not being a loving, nurturing parent to herself. She's balancing between victim and perpetrator. Those are the archetypes she's in mainly inside herself, or at least the ones I experienced in this call. And so my coaching to her and my encouragement was to start to fulfill her own needs and also get a lot of the anger out because all the anger that's coming up at ex-boyfriend, and he was just a perfect projection of unresolved issues through mom and dad. He told her all the things she wanted to hear, then took it away like dad, and she couldn't give her what she really needed, like mom. (laughs) So he was this perfect representation of the major, major wounds from her childhood. And of course it was intense because issue-based relationships are always intense, which is why I warn people when you are, when it's so intense and when someone's telling you all these fantastical things way, way, way in the beginning, and the person is like a drug, either know you're signing up for an issue-based relationship that's probably going to combust at some point or run the other direction and go, you know what? I don't want to play this out in relationship. I want to heal these issues inside myself so that I can attract something different. And I think that's where Leah is now. She's really working on, well, I, I hope that she, after this session and after listening to this part, she really focuses on healing those wounds inside herself because so much focus is on finding the man that it's almost detracting her from healing these unresolved issues in herself. And what will happen is just more relationships that trigger the unresolved issues. So for Leah and anyone listening, if you really, really want a healthy, authentic relationship that isn't a repeat of your childhood issues, do the inner work. And for those who are joining us or thinking about joining us for our Be The Queen program, yes, we teach you how to call in a conscious man who is in alignment with you. But before we do that, we really help you clear the path. So speaking of clearing the path, one of the reasons that this relationship with her ex happened, which is why, and I say this in air quotes, she shouldn't have regrets about it is because it put her in the fast lane. 
That's the thing about those intense issue-based relationships, even though they suck to go through a lot of the time, they put you in the fast lane. But she keeps exiting the fast lane and getting back in traffic every time she wants it to be different, thinks he's the bad guy, plays the victim, goes into regret, all those kinds of things. And listen, I'm not saying he was a saint and he has no fault in this, but I'm sure he had his unresolved wounding as well. And they were, they were playing into each other. So from my perspective, and I hope this brought some comfort to Leah and to any of you who were in a relationship or situation that you felt like was a waste of time and you wish you wouldn't have done it. I hope that you hear that it had to happen because it got you in the fast lane, got you in the fast lane. And I kept trying to keep her in the fast lane and pull her out of that traffic every time she went into victim, even when she went into crying about how her parents didn't give her what she needed, I I pulled her out. So sometimes, and especially for all the coaches listening, sometimes I meet people in their pain with compassion and other times it's necessary to pull them out of the loop. And I hadn't already met her in her pain with compassion. And it's like the same emotion kept circling back around. So it was time to lovingly pull her out of the loop because our pain can be habitual. It can become an addiction. We got to break ourselves out of that loop. Otherwise we're back in traffic. And eventually, as I said, the same thing in a variety of different ways, because sometimes we have to do that, especially if people are resistant, not because they're trying to be resistant, but just because of their pain and their patterns. Eventually Leah started to shift. I'm I'm sure you heard it in her voice. She really started to see things from a different perspective, which is a miracle seeing things from a different perspective. And that's a beautiful start. And her work is to parent herself, to do the temper tantrum release, to do the release writing. And remember, you can always download a free copy of the temper tantrum technique explanation for my last book, Expectation Hangover, when you go to christinehaster.com slash anger release. But getting that anger out through the temper tantrum technique or release writing is going to be really, really helpful because that unresolved anger is perpetuating that perpetrator pattern And the unresolved sadness is perpetuating the grief. So the more that she shifts out of that, the more she'll get back in that fast lane. She can really be that loving inner parent to herself and eventually call in a healthy partner. So some takeaways for you. Consider doing the anger release or the release writing. Really look at where are you in a victim and perpetrator pattern. It may not be a predominant thing, but maybe there's an aspect in your life where you go back and forth between beating yourself up and being the victim. Like maybe it's with your health and body. You beat yourself up because you're overweight or you don't like your body or you're not exercising hard enough. And then you're a victim because if your genetics or your age or something you're dealing with, how can you get out of that and get in the fast lane by being that loving parent to yourself? Also, remember that if you're healing a certain aspect of yourself, you're not healing all of you, right? We're never broken. And I loved what came through in terms of what I said about how if I have a cut on my finger, my whole body doesn't have a wound. I just need to focus on the finger. The rest, there's so many other parts of me that are perfect. And so when you're doing healing work, remember that you may be focused on a wound or an unresolved issue but it doesn't mean you're falling apart. You're just focusing on healing that one wound. 
All right, everybody. I hope the show was helpful. As always, please share it on social media and remember to tag me so other people can join the community of the show. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.